Are you ready to know what you don't know about social media? Well, then you're in the right place. This is the Seb Rust Show on Social Buzz on Air. Social Media Radio. Bring you tips, tricks, tools, and extreme value. Broadcasting from our studio in Miami. And now, here's your host, Sebastian Ross. Oh, yeah. What is happening, everybody? All right, enough with the applause. My friends on Facebook Live probably think I'm crazy. They're like, what applause? Because if you're watching me record the show versus listening to the show, the sound effects don't tend to make as much sense. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to episode 28 of the Seb Rush Show podcast. My name is Sebastian Rusk. We try to attempt to do this each and every week to deliver tips, tricks, tools, ideas, and help you better understand what you don't know that you don't know about the wonderful world of social media. Uh, the Seb Rush Show is broadcast through uh, Social Buzz on Air. That is our radio station, if you will. Uh, w, uh, I believe that would be uh, WSBO. We were looking at the old school way, but hey, the new school is here and it's all about podcasts. You have to understand, and I want to kind of want to start the show by paving the way on really where we're at with all this stuff because I had a conversation with a good friend this morning who talked about how crazy it is that we're in such an audio era and that podcasting is a 12 year old technology. I talk about that a lot. It's a 12 year old technology just now gaining momentum, and everyone's really understanding the power of being able to have a podcast on behalf of their brand to be able to share their voice, share their message, share their story, and help build a community around doing that. So, in the event that you've been thinking about, considering, was going to do, thought I should do, should do, I wanna do, someone told me I should do, start a podcast, then we should have a conversation. A few months back, uh, we launched the Podcast Launch Lab. That is a 30-day or so hands-on, hand-held, done-for-you podcast launch solution. That's right. I'll work with you and your team to get your podcast strategy launched through the Podcast Launch Lab. So more information on that at podcastlaunchlab.com. Go ahead and type your email in there. I'd like to give you something for free when you get there, and that's an actual training. I open up uh, and reveal all of my secrets, if that's what you like to call them as to how I launch my podcast in 2002 and stopped and started and stopped and started um, for the third time. And then as I launched it for the third time, people started to gain interest, not in just the show, but in, hey, how do I do that? So as I consistently got that question, I thought there's a huge gap in the market and I must, I must do something about this. So, uh, and that's hence the birth of the Podcast Launch Lab. So again, more information at the thepodcastlaunchlab.com. We've only got a few spots left in our initial round of bringing in. We're putting 10 shows together. We've got five. So we're almost there. I'm really excited. Everyone's really excited. So if you want to be with all the cool kids launching podcasts, then the Podcast Launch Lab is for you. All right, let's keep things moving here. I really want to keep the show under 20 minutes. Our attention spans are ridiculously limited as human beings, but with podcast and audio, we're living in an audio era. I think it's for the next 10 years where it's just going to be audio. Why? Because we can hop in our car, we can hop on an airplane, we can be at the gym, on a bus, on a train, at the park, going to sleep, waking up. It doesn't really matter, and we're able to consume this content, start, stop, start, stop, listen again, share with a friend, whatever the case is, and also the content is coming directly to us, right? So every time a new episode pops up, my favorite podcast right now is a podcast called How I Made This, uh, and it's an NPR podcast, pod, pod, podcast, 
podcast, and uh, it uh, basically brings people that have built big brands like uh, WeWork and uh, Five Guys Burgers and uh, the the lady that 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 uh, Sarah Blakely that invented Spanx. It's now a billionaire. Anyhow, um, conceptualize that entire thing from reshaping pantyhose. Imagine that. Anyway, it talks about how they actually built the brand. It's my favorite. So every time a new episode comes up, because I subscribe to it, I get a push notification on my phone from the iTunes store. So you too can have your own podcast show. And every time someone subscribes to your podcast and you have a new episode going out, you're creating a new touch point for your customer. So maybe you email them. Maybe you snail mail them. Maybe you run Facebook ads to them. Maybe you don't even talk to them. Uh, launching a podcast and driving traffic and building a community around that podcast will enable you to create a new touch point for your audience. How cool would that be? Every time you have a brand, I get so excited. Yesterday we just launched uh, my good friend Damian Zamora's podcast, uh, the Go Mobile Live podcast, uh, which I'm actually the host of. So it's kind of a unique um, launch we did here, but um, we've got a quite the long 20 year history. And uh, Damien said, I don't, I want my own podcast, but I don't want to host it. I want you to do it. So I took on the daunting task of uh, launching, producing and hosting the show. And we have successfully pulled off the first three episodes of which will be launched to his community very, very soon. So I'm really proud of that. But it's my point is every time I see a brand new show that we've launched in the iTunes store, I get all excited. I thought, wow, this is crazy. We've turned this company into a media company. Think about that as a brand. Something to really consider, becoming a media company as a brand. All right, so let's get right down to it here. I got a lot to cover because I want to talk about all three things that took place on last week's news of Disney deciding to leave Netflix because they said, you know what? We don't need you guys anymore. We can actually create our own streaming service. We've got plenty of content. Oh yeah, we got quite the vaults over here, friends, and we're out of here. So Disney will pull its movies from Netflix and start its own streaming service. Disney announced during its latest earnings report it intends to pull all of its movies from Netflix. It will also launch an ESPN video streaming service in early 2018, including MLB, NHL and MLS content. And now we've got a video playing. I don't need any videos during my live show. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Mike Miranda's in the house here. I'm talking to my Facebook live crew here real quick. Sorry, ADD moment podcast listeners. All right, back to it here. Uh, We're talking about Disney uh, exiting Netflix as far as providing, uh, as far as a content provider and them launching their own streaming service. There's also plans to launch a branded Disney direct to consumer streaming service in 2019. That's really the long-term, short-term goal for Disney uh, as they move forward and say, hey, we no longer need you anymore, Netflix. We're launching our own streaming service. So those are the plans that Disney has. Disney wants to own a bigger piece of the streaming pie. Who doesn't? The company announced during its latest earning reports on Tuesday it tends to remove its movies from Netflix. Instead, Disney plans to launch a brand branded direct-to-consumer streaming service in 2019. That's also known as their version of Netflix. Starting in the U.S. and expanding globally. This is huge because... Netflix was the pioneer with being able to create a platform to, 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 to push out existing and new and original content, right? So for, 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 for that to take place, and they really set the stage and really kind of put Apple on the map as far as, or excuse me, Apple, uh, Disney, um, 
on the streaming map because they were the first pioneers in like go-to platform. Well, as things, as technology grows and things change, they've got the opportunity now to branch out on their own, spread their own wings, um, and, and, and do their own thing. Now, following that up, the day after, Zuck uh, at Facebook announced Facebook Watch. Now, Facebook Watch is huge. Why? Because Facebook is coming after Google with a vengeance. And I think they're going to win. In the long run, they may win. Google cannot figure out social. They fail miserably every time. If not, just go read the story of um, Google Wave. Wowza. Introducing Watch, a new platform for shows on Facebook. Getting some updates pertaining to this right out of the Facebook newsroom. Watching video on Facebook has the incredible power to connect people, spark conversation, and foster community. On Facebook, videos are discovered through friends and bring communities together. As more and more people enjoy this experience, we've learned that people like the serendipity of discovering new videos in a newsfeed. But they also want a dedicated place they can go to watch videos. That's why last year, Facebook launched the Video tab in the U.S., which offered a predictable place to find videos on Facebook. Now, Facebook wants to make it even easier to catch up and find shows that you love. Introducing Watch, a new platform for shows on Facebook. Watch will be available on mobile, on desktop, and laptop, and in our TV apps. Shows are made up of episodes, live or recorded, and follow a theme or storyline. To help you keep up with the shows you follow, Watch has a watch list so you never miss out on the latest episodes. So, brand new platform for shows. I, I strongly believe that Facebook will start to create their own original content. I believe they've already started to do that with um social media and digital influencers, and I think that's going to continue to increase. Why not? I mean, we're talking about endless supplies of cash here, folks. It's not like they're on tight you know, budgets to figure out whether or not they can get in where they fit in. So I think that's, that, that's really what's, 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 uh, what's next. And then Apple followed everything up with saying, um, you know what, we're going to pony up $1 billion for Hollywood. Because we'd like to start creating our own original content. We don't have to depend on other third-party content when we can simply get in the game and start creating our own content. Read earlier here, Apple sets $1 billion. Um, I'm sorry, I've been paused by an ad here. Oh, the irony. Uh, Apple sets $1 billion budget for original TV shows and movies. Is Apple ready for its big Hollywood debut? The tech giant has targeted $1 billion in spending for original television series and films over the next year, looking to establish itself as a buyer of premium entertainment, the Wall Street Journal reported, citing anonymous individuals. With its checkbook whipped out, Apple may be poised to acquire up to 10 TV high-caliber series, and company execs have begun scouting out prospects with agencies as such, according to the journal. Already, Apple has signaled its aims to be a significant Hollywood player with the hiring of Zach Van Amberg and Jamie Erklich, longtime presidents of Sony Pictures Television. Dude, that's huge. Huge! Uh, in June, uh, in back in June, that took place. The duo behind such hits as The Blacklist, The Goldbergs, and Breaking Bad are tasked with building a slate of world-class content for Apple. And this week, the company revealed that it has tapped Matt 
Chernis, ex-GM of WGN America and Tribune Studios to head development for the original entertainment group. Still, even with the annual budget of a billion dollars, Apple would trail Netflix, Amazon, and HBO. Netflix, the streaming video leader, plans to spend $7 billion on content next year, up from $6 billion in 2016, while analysts peg Amazon's spending on programming for Prime Video at around $4.5 billion for 2017. Time Warner's HBO spends around $2 billion a year on content. We're talking about billions of dollars here, friends. Billions. Billions. So they ponied up a billion. Netflix goes, that's cute. We're going to spend $7 billion. Up six bill from what we spent before. What they're finding is they can bet high on this original content. High meaning we'll dump a billion dollars in it and it's going to bring back seven. And that's exactly and precisely what happens. No wonder everybody wants to get in the game. We're not splitting atoms here, folks. We're just trying to be first to the you know first to the finish line. But it's clear that you know people we all want options. That that's that's the thing. We want options and we want the opportunity to be able to pick and choose exactly what we want to do, what we or what we want to watch, what we want to consume, the type of content that we want to consume at any given time. So all of these things actually afford the opportunity for that to happen. Do we? Are you just like just like just like smartphones? You an Apple guy? Are you an Android freak? I say that with love. Do you prefer the Google phone? Are you a Microsoft person? Are you an Apple person? It works the same way with the content now. Are you an Instagram person, a Facebook person, a LinkedIn person? Perhaps Snapchat, which is on its way out. Which is on its way out. Um, that'll be another episode coming very, very soon. But the reason I want to talk about and give you all these updates, you probably read them in the ha- in the headlines or they showed up in your newsfeed anyway. They don't shock you. There are large acquisitions taking place within the tech space that give you a clear indication that things are being strategically lined up to be able to improve technology overall. The goal of these brands is to make our lives easier and smoother through technology and their solutions. So that's precisely uh, what is taking place. Uh, I, I don't believe there, um, the, the, I don't believe there's any gold rush per se of the streaming. I think the industry leaders, the powerhouse giants have stepped up to the plate and everybody says, listen, we can stand on our own two feet now. We're all going to go toe to toe. There's billions and billions and billions of people to be able to reach with our services. There's enough to go around. May the best brand win. That's just my opinion. Now we know what that sound means. To let me know the show's over. Well, that sound means we are out of time. It's another episode here of this Seb Rush show on Social Buzz on Air. Love hanging out with you guys. Love the fact that you guys tune in and support the show. Everybody tuning in on Facebook Live. I appreciate you. I really do. Your social media game is going to be 10x next week because you're tuned in today. Hey, if you haven't done so already, make your way over to the iTunes store and subscribe to the podcast. Download as many episodes as you like. Leave us a kind review and four or five stars. We really do appreciate you doing that for us. Hey, more information, stay in touch with us, socialbuzzonair.com. Send me a tweet if you'd like, at Seb Rusk. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in. Without you guys, hey, this show does not happen. Hey, I'm Sebastian Rusk, signing off from our studio here inside the Lab Miami in funky little Wynwood. We'll talk to you next time.